Welcome to They Didn't Teach Us That in Seminary, the Broadmoor Baptist Church of Baton Rouge podcast.
I'm thankful those who are willing to share this morning, those who are visiting, those of our own folks. Uh, why do we come to worship? We come to worship for the reasons that you've mentioned already this morning. Sometimes we come to worship because we've had a tough week and we just need to be here. Sometimes we come looking for inspiration. Sometimes we come looking for our friends. Many of us come looking for the music and enjoying the music. Some of us come because mom made us, of course, or our spouse made us. It's complicated these days while we come to church because it's been complicated by all the things that happen on Sundays. Now we have jobs that make us work on Sundays, and that's difficult. We have sport, sporting events. Well, there are practices and there are games on Sundays as well. And the general decline in church worship across the board complicates things as well. And many of us travel. We live farther from our parents. We travel more weekends to see our children, grandchildren, our parents or grandparents. These days, women come to church more than men. There are more women who worship in churches on Sundays than there are men for various reasons. It is ironic, though, in some churches, they preach that men are the spiritual leaders and only men can be it and yet more women are in worship in church these days for various reasons maybe you're here this morning because you made a mistake true story met a man not long ago who came to worship with us just before worship I met him was talking with him and during our conversation he looked down at the front of our order of worship and he says hey I'm at the wrong church I said where are you supposed to be he said the Catholic Church I explained to him and described where that church was he said well I'm already here he said we all believe in Jesus anyway and I said who's that He stayed. I was glad he did. Maybe for that Sunday we were the right church. According to some studies, if you come to church, you live a healthier life. There are fewer divorces and more chances that your children will grow up believing in Christ and belonging to church as well. Or maybe this morning we worship because we just need something more. And Hebrews 10 10 gives us something more because attendance was an issue, as you heard, read a moment ago. But the preacher of Hebrews 10 gives two reasons why we should worship together, though we already know many reasons. But he says, because of what God has done for us. This chapter is the climax of an argument, ongoing argument that the writer's been making since chapter 4 about the importance of Jesus' life and death and resurrection in our life. As one commentator puts it, 
the preacher in Hebrews, we see in Christ that God did not look down from a distant heaven and say, there, there, it's all right. Instead, Jesus entered the full range of our human suffering and tragedy. That Jesus walked right into the fire of human pain. And then by his obedience and death on the cross, he offered a once-for-all sacrifice that broke the back of sin, evil, and suffering. We come because God has taken away everything that is a barrier between us and God. Tom Long points out that the purpose of Christ's sacrifice is not to meet God's need, but that God meets our human need for a clean conscience. Well, despite what we've done, we are accepted and loved by God, by a God who knows everything, even the stuff we try to hide from God, the stuff we try to hide from each other, and the stuff we try to hide from ourselves. God knows all of that. And in our thoughts, which might make us some of the most unlovable people, God loves us still. That's the good news. Guilt and shame have kept many people from going to worship. Maybe it's kept us from worshiping. Not feeling that we are worthy to be in a place like this or in the presence of God. Lewis Smedes confesses, I needed to be pardoned, but what I needed more than pardon was a sense that God accepted me, held me, affirmed me, and would never let go of me even if he was not too much impressed with what he had on his hands. So we need worship. It's through Christ that we're forgiven, being forgiven. And we see that through our baptism. That God does hold us and affirm us, accept us, and promises never to let go of us. Why are we here today? Because God loves us so much. God wants us to be present in worship and to experience what it's like to be in the presence of God because of what Christ has done for us. But also because we need the encouragement. Some of you shared that this morning. We need the encouragement of one another. So the writer says, and let us consider how to provoke one another but provoke one another to love and good deeds, not neglecting to meet together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another. There was a pastor who was moving to Richmond to start seminary. His wife had gotten a new job at a church there as well. He went early to get the house ready. He says, I remember moving into that house by myself and staring at the blank walls feeling so overwhelmed that I didn't have time to get the house ready for my family, my three-year-old and one-year-old daughters. He said, I felt so overwhelmed until my dad showed up. And I didn't feel so overwhelmed because he showed up to help me. He showed up to help. And I realized it wasn't all up to me. And God gives us this sense of his presence. That is... When we need God with skin on, God gives us the church 
When we need God that we can see and touch, God gives us you. When we worship together, we're reminded we're not alone, as many of you have said. We are helped. We're also reminded it's not all up to us. That you showed up for worship this morning, and however you've showed up this morning, is encouraging to me, to each other, when we worship together. I have to share with you, perhaps I've shared it before, Preachers are notorious for repeating stories. Personal story. One Sunday morning, my first pastorate. Well, the night before, it had come an ice storm. There was no church in North Georgia that was open for service. Well, not many. But ours was. We were on the radio. And so the sound tech and I went to the church. I lived 52 steps from the front door of the church turned on the sound system and I preached to an empty sanctuary but later I heard from minister friends from an hour away who had worshipped with us and thousands of people I say thousands, probably hundreds but I like thousands (laughs) thousands of people responded some of my own congregation responded they said it was the best service ever because we got to sit in our pajamas and drink coffee. I get that. I like that too. But there's something different about worshiping together and worshiping in our pajamas alone. Why do we come to worship? Maybe it's because someone else needs us here. Think for a moment about the people who aren't here on Sunday mornings that you miss. When they aren't here, you miss them. Think about the people that you want to see when you go to church. And when they're not there, it's disappointing. Think about the people who rely on you being here. Or people who need us, look forward to seeing us. Think about the people who make us better persons. Those are the people who sometimes provoke us, anger us. But we know we need to hear from them. They push us to love and good deeds. So together we comfort and encourage and stir up. I heard about a woman this week who came to church for what she thought was the final time. She'd given up on church and God. She had grown bitter, discouraged, but she tried church one more time, and that last time it turned her life around. Not so much by the words from the pulpit or the music or the prayers, but by the older couple sitting on their, her pew, a couple she'd never met before. But because of the warmth of their welcome, she said, I want to come back. And she's never stopped. Welcome. We ought to welcome one another. Visitors, strangers, our brothers and sisters. There's a power in saying welcome, a power in saying thank you. 
There's also a power in saying yes. Saying yes when someone asks you, will you serve as a deacon? Or will you teach a class? Or will you help with our community outreach? The Christmas tailgate party. Will you read to children at the elementary school? Will you pledge an offering for ministry in 2019? And they're only provoking us to good deeds, right? In a few moments, you will hear a report about worshiping together through the giving of our offerings. We are not alone in worship. We're not alone in Bible study. We're not alone in our mission together. We're not alone at the hospital. We're not alone in giving. We give together. When we leave worship this morning, will we leave encouraged once again? Encouraged by the words we've heard, spoken, prayed, sung, and perhaps provoked, stirred up to love and good deeds, the call of Christ, and our pledge to continue serving and giving. Why are we here today? May it be a rededication to join Jesus, to join his church, to join this church. And we will be glad once again to have been here today among God with skin on. Let's pray. Thank you, God, for being with us in a mystical way, here with skin on, with brothers and sisters, our body, the body of Christ. Thank you for hearing our prayers. We hope you have enjoyed our song. And now enjoy our response. In Christ we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to They Didn't Teach Us That in Seminary, the official podcast of Broadmoor Baptist Church of Baton Rouge. For more information about our church, please check us out on Facebook by searching for Broadmoor Baptist Church of Baton Rouge. You can also find us on YouTube by searching for Broadmoor Baptist Church of Baton Rouge. We're on Twitter and Instagram as at Broadmoor underscore BC. Thanks again for listening, and we hope to see you on Sundays.